understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Phase Podcast. I am so excited and taking this totally personal today for today's guest because I swear all my life she's one of the first influencers I ever followed. And you know how it is when you see someone on social media and they're beautiful and they have the life that you want and they're fit and they're, their body goals and you're like, okay, I have to follow this woman. I started following this woman before I could even see what she looked like. I fell in love with her voice first. I swear it was almost 10 years ago I was listening to my favorite radio station and heard her talking about her Bikini Boss fitness and how she had kind of found this way to introduce other women, that she wanted to teach other women this way that she had discovered to really help women and moms, especially after we've got that unbreakable, unbearable baby weight, how to just get it off. And so I researched her, follower. I've been following her for like eight years now, and she continues to amaze me with her grit and perseverance, mother of two, author, founder of Capture Social Media Marketing Agency, and just an international health and fitness expert. And guys, by the way, she's gorgeous. She's like drop dead gorgeous. So I am so excited and without further ado to introduce Miss Teresa D. Pasquale. Well, hello. I'm, I'm over here blushing. <laughs> and I can actually see it too. <laughs> so back to the well, of course, I just told everyone about you, but for those that don't know, tell my audience a little bit about you and your journey and kind of what you're focused on right now. So like you explained, um, I started off kind of in the health and fitness space. I actually used to own some gyms and that went really well for a while. I ended up getting into the mom life. I had two kids. So I was running businesses and had kids and then I was a new wife. And you know how all that goes, trying to juggle all those different roles. And uh, the businesses did well for a couple of years, but it got to be a lot just between the stress of running everything. And we had some other businesses as well. And um, I ended up getting really sick just from stress and being run down and, you know, having babies. My daughter didn't sleep for the first two years. And so we ended up closing my gyms and I kind of took a little break and got into the, the health and fitness space because I was like, you know what? I don't know anything about, you know, competitive fitness. And it honestly scares the shit out of me getting up there, like in front of everybody in a bikini. I'm like, so I'm going to go do that. Cause I don't like being, I don't like being scared of anything. Right. So I'm doing the show, this fitness show. And one thing led to another. And I obviously did terrible my first show and, but I don't like to lose. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. I'm going to, I'm going to win. So like a couple shows later, I ended up winning. Well, at this time, uh, Instagram just started. Right. Okay, so that's probably like right when you heard me on, on yeah, that was like 2012, 2010, like seven years ago. Yeah. So it was like right when Instagram was first starting, that's when I was like really launched my business. So I was like posting all this stuff on Instagram and people liked it, which was weird to me. I was like, Oh, okay. They like me talking about this journey and like telling them all about this stuff and how I'm getting fit and all these things. And so like, it just kept evolving. And then I was like, wow, everyone keeps me asking me for advice. Maybe I should write an ebook. And so I wrote that ebook and like sold a ton of them. And I was like, holy crap, there's like a business here. Yes. I, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So I, I never like planned anything. It just kept happening. Um, and so I eventually created an online business with programs and all that. And so I created it and then it led to this huge fitness team. So it just kept evolving, evolving, evolving. And then after I kind of established that brand, I started really working on my personal brand. 
which is when I, you know, hired a publicist. I ended up writing a book. So I actually wrote a real book. Now I got um, a publishing deal. And oh, congrats. Yeah, thanks. And so kind of just my personal brand took off. And then that's kind of like led me to where I am now. So the last couple of years, I really just got kind of worn out of running the business the way that I was because it wasn't really scalable. It was just so many clients online texting me all the time. Like, and I don't know if you know, but like hungry, tired women are not fun to text all the time. So. Right. <laughs> so my cell phone I started getting like anxiety to look at my cell phone because it was like just constant like you know what I mean like complaints whining excuses and I was like I can't do this anymore so over the past year I basically phased out that whole part of my business I still do like content delivery programs but I don't do the custom training or competitive training or anything anymore um and I do all online online marketing now so I basically the last year and a half it's going on my second year now, is uh, I dove into the world of online marketing, digital marketing, and learned everything about it. And I don't know if you're familiar, but when I first started and they said like the word funnel, I was like, what is that? Like for pre-workout? <laughs> I had no idea what a funnel was. So now I'm actually running online. It's like crazy. I'm doing digital marketing. So it's really cool. It's been a whole new world for me. And through that time, I joined these mastermind groups and I'm with some like incredible people that makes me feel like I'm like the little fish in the big pond like literally like New York time, bestselling authors, like freaking badass, brilliant physicians and just all the uh, amazing people. And I started realizing that like these people were amazing in real life, but nobody knows who they are online. So yeah, so I started doing this consulting now. So I've been helping them to build their brands online. And it's really a lot of people in like the health and wellness space naturally, because that's the one mastermind I'm in. That's basically our niche. Um, and so I've really taken a liking to that. I've been doing that a lot. So that's kind of my whole agency's evolved from that. So now I'm helping build like the people build their brand online. Then we have like a digital agency and then we do influencer marketing. So it's kind of this whole other thing has taken off. And again, I didn't plan any of this. It just kind of happens to me. It's like, I have these like phases where I just go through these evolutions. So that's where I'm at now. Okay. So many things. So I love, <laughs> cause what I hear this, I hear this all the time is that some of the most successful people start successful businesses organically. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you're good at, something that you love, and, and then people keep asking you about it. Like if, if you're getting six or seven DMs a day or personal messages a day about something that you're good at and people want to know, that's a that might be a niche for you. Yeah, it's a viable business, exactly. Versus, so my sister in the group, she was the one that was like, why are you not doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm doing the fitness stuff. And she's like, this is your thing. Like why are you not teaching people this? I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> because you probably get really excited to tell people how they can elevate their brand. Yeah. And it's honestly like, I love helping people. So it's, it's a good fit for me. And I, you know, and then it makes sense for me and what I do because I'm still helping get the health and wellness message out there. So right. it's like win for the whole thing. So right. I love it. Yeah. So take me, um, you said something that was, oh, oh, when I saw you speak at Social X, Mm-hmm. So I, I just got an opportunity to see Teresa speak at Social X, which was a major event, in, entrepreneur event in Tampa. It was great. You were on a panel. And I think someone on the panel said something about, um, or someone in the audience asked a question about how the health and fitness gurus has just become like a really saturated market mm-hmm. and kind of how do you continue to stay ahead. And I just see a lot of people trying to skip the process, like literally lose 15 pounds and then mm-hmm. become a coach or... Or even worse, and I, I don't even mean to point fingers or be mean about this, but I've seen so many people like send me DMs about fitness groups and they're yeah. not even fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you wanted me to join your journey while you're on it, then I get it. But yeah. I, I, that is the ultimate, like, I can't take advice from you. So what do you think most people are skipping or trying to skip over, especially come from someone that's been in the business longer than 10 years? Um, oh gosh, it's been, it's been going on since Instagram started. 
I mean, it, I, to some degree, I give them credit because they're trying. But the thing is, like, with health and fitness and wellness, you have to be careful because it's people's health. Um, so I think this, it's, but it's just the same thing. Like, for example, I see people doing, I see girls I crack up all the time about doing social media classes and they have like 1200 followers and i'm like what are you teaching you right what are you teaching how are you teaching people this like you haven't even built a tribe so i laugh right. it's the same. i give them a for effort and they're like going after it but and there's still probably some people under them that they can help you know the person that has 100 followers that's probably a lot but whatever but it's the same thing it's like i don't know it cracks me up. It's just, uh, it's going to happen everywhere. I think for me, like I said, with health and fitness, it's just a little bit more concerning because it's people's health that you're dealing with. So like you said, people will do a fitness show and think they're a coach now. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, like for me, I trained with my coach for a couple of years before I started my own team. Cause I didn't feel confident to like just go out and start doing stuff. And then over the years of like coaching girls, you, you learn quickly, like what works and what doesn't and from practical experience and when people are lying. And so we had all kinds of processes in place to figure out like, you know, if we gave X, Y, Z and this, we didn't get X, Y, Z back. We know the girl's not following the program. Right. Right. <laughs> right. What they say. Right. So, you know, that comes, that comes with time, but I, I know exactly what you mean. It's just now I laugh at it. I used to get mad when I was in it and be like, Oh God. But yeah. Now I'm like, whatever. So if a woman came to you right now and said like, basically your ideal client said, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been working out for, uh, a little over a year. I've done two fitness competitions. I truly have fallen in love with it. I love the aspect of when you tie in your health and the way you eat and if you work out and you do this and you do that. And I want to try to elevate my brand and become a coach and didn't have a lot of followers, didn't have a tribe, hadn't really coached many people. What would your starting advice be? Would you turn them away? Would you no, I mean, you got to figure out who your ideal demographic is. So I did a course, I did a mastermind on this last last year for some girls so it was basically like identify like who who is your target market so for me you know I'm not even though I did fitness competitions I was actually more of I think I was more appealing for beginners because I wasn't so extreme looking you know what I mean I wasn't the shredded out girls with like jack muscles so like right people that really just were out of shape but wanted a goal came to me for a fitness competition and that's why they changed their lives so because I wasn't as intimidating I think also I think I attracted really busy women so like busy women saw like oh she's doing it I can do it so like that's right my- is like, I already know my avatar is like, you know, women that most of them actually have like corporate jobs that are holding down like a very successful six figure corporate job. And they're just tired of how they feel. And they know they have more in them. They know they can do more. They just can't figure out how to like juggle it all. And mm-hmm. so that, like, I've, I know that that's my client. Right. So it's identifying like who your market is and, and then sticking to that. And like, that's your brand. So that's the thing is like, I see people all over the place, like right. women marketing to guys, they're posting sexy pictures. And the next minute they're like girly and posting a smoothie. And I'm like, who are you marketing to? Right. It's like all over the place. Like, I don't even know, like, am I supposed to buy your stuff or are you a model or like, I'm confused. Are you trying to be attractive to me? I'm, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. Number one. And number two is, I mean, if you have the money, which I think I love the, when they say it's not, can you afford it? It's, you know, can you afford not to that quote? I think I said mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because to me, like what's sped up my process a lot is paying people for information. If there is somebody that can help you get where you need to go, whether it's a coach, mentor, program, whatever, and you know they're legit, obviously pay for it. Because the amount of time that you're going to accelerate your learning is like tenfold, exponential. Absolutely. So that's really helped me is like just investing in like courses, programs. I'm always learning. I'm always taking courses. I'm always like paying mentors. I'm in the masterminds. Uh, that's been huge for my growth. So like, for example, I did that mastermind for the girls last year on how to start an online fitness business. And we taught like the core fundamentals. And then I kind of taught them about 
how to build an online like engaged following, which is kind of what I'm doing now. And so that's basically the first step is like identify your market, figuring out who you, you know, your, your, what your brand is, who you're marketing to, and then trying to start building a tribe online. So I want to, I'm going to get back to the fitness, but you said something I want to, I just, I'm in a group of girls um, online and they were just talking today about how they feel like social media is really draining them and they're trying really hard to elevate their brand and they're not getting any results. And so what would your advice be for people that actually have like a, a good product, a good service, have been doing it for years and just aren't getting the results that they're looking for or the engagement? Always innovate. So you have to be innovative. Something that's helped me be successful is, is creating a community for people, like who are your people and making a community for them and letting them be your, you know what I'm saying, your driving force. You can't always rely on paid ads. You can't rely on one post. You got to do like multiple things, doing a podcast like we were talking about. Right. It's really diversifying and stop counting on like one thing. Like just because you put a picture up and get likes, I mean, doesn't mean it's not going to equate to sales every time, especially if it's not, then figure out something else. Right. So you have to be innovative. Yeah. And I think it, it, there is a time investment. Until you can get to a point where you can pay someone, there's yeah. an investment of time. There's still an investment now. I mean, I pay people now and I'm still doing it. I mean, I literally just told my husband this morning, I'm like, I'm so burnt out because I'm, I'm starting a whole new business. So there's so much like product development. I'm writing ebooks. I'm writing courses. I'm writing retreat stuff. And it's just a lot of like. The transition is a lot. Energy output of me doing a lot of things. So I told him, I'm like, I'm feeling the burnout. <laughs> well, I went and like meditated for 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I feel better. I can do this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot. Of, it doesn't ever get easier. It's just, you'll get more help as you can afford more help. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. I never could have ever saw myself years ago, investing hundreds of dollars into people that were going to help me. And now I'm like, where, yeah. where, who's the next person that's going to coach me? Like, I'm literally like, who's next? <laughs> yeah. It's life changing and also getting people that can help you. Like I have my girl that manages my business, you know, I pay her and she does like so much stuff for me. So just being able to have people that work for you that, you know, whether it's a VA online or whatever assistant or whatever you need, but having people that you can also pay. So it takes a while to get there, but then once you get there, it's worth every penny and you can just elevating your business. Every penny. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was in your book, it's on your website. And I remember the story um, was that part of why you started, because you, you had the gyms before the kids, right? My son was a baby when I opened the gym. So I just had him. So you had your son and you were just un- very unhappy with your body, you said. And I can totally relate because for two years after my son, I was like, what? You know, I could run for a week. And then I was like, okay, I'm good with this. You know, yeah. whereas now it is like, what happened? And I'm eating right. And I'm like, nothing's happening. You know? So what did you, what did you finally figure out? Or what did you change when you had the baby, had the baby weight and nothing was working? What did you kind of discover? And I know it's different for everybody. What there's not one cookie cutter approach. There's some key principles. Like obviously, you know, weight training was huge for me. Like I would do some light weights here and there, but I was such a cardio bunny back in the day. So I would just run, 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 you know, and I had zero muscle. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures I posted. I was like a twig. I was like even a, I was like a waif. I don't even know how I was alive. And I used to think I was fat. Blow, blow you away. Seriously, I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, um, that was a huge part of it. Um, eating right for my goals. So obviously my macros. I'm actually getting ready to put out, uh, this week we're going to be putting out a newsletter on counting macro, macros for beginners. Ooh. That, was, that was life-changing for me. So how yeah. How people sign up for your newsletter? Yeah, it's on my website. So I'll give you a lot of info at the end. But okay. um, I'm going to put that out because what I find is like girls don't even know what a macro is, which is a protein, fat, or a carb. 
And so it's really understanding how much protein you should be getting. That was game changing for me. And then like paying attention to all the other stuff you're eating, like how much fat are you eating, how much carbs, you know? And so it's obviously, like you said, different for everybody, but just understanding those concepts was like game changing for me. Yeah. That was the two biggest things. How do you feel about plant, all this plant-based diet stuff? I think anyone's diet should be like 75% plant-based anyways, but I'm absolutely a meat, a meat eater. And I think that the vegan diet is unhealthy. So yeah. like I'm very big with my stance on it and this is taking the emotion out of it. You know, we're not going to talk about the ethical or anything. That's a whole other conversation. Right. Talking about scientific facts of like what our best diet is. If you look at, there's so many like research studies. I've, I've just studied it all the time of what we are designed to eat. We are designed to eat animal meat. So, and it doesn't mean we have to eat pounds of it. But we are designed to eat, you know, animal meat at some point. That's so. There's really no argument on that. Um, I think the vegan thing has taken hold because of, like I said, the ethical stuff with animals. And I understand that if people don't want to kill the animals, but there's a lot of arguments on both sides that killing animals is actually bad for the earth as well. So, like, it's if you the more you research it, that it's so it's so foggy. Right. Uh, I absolutely believe and promote that people should eat animal protein of some type, whether right. it's egg, fish, uh, you know, I mean, protein powder or, cause you need what the reason is, is because in protein, there's different amino acids. So the problem with a complete plant-based diet is plants don't have complete, the complete array of amino acids as meat does. So you can be a vegan or, or, you know, a vegetarian and you can do it the right way, but it's very difficult right. because you have to constantly be paying attention to make sure you're not missing these key amino acids or you can get very sick. And so that's where my partner actually, um, she's one of my best friends, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. So she's a 17 year trained physician. She did her fellowship at WashU and she studied protein specifically. Wow. She worked in the geriatric unit and the sickest people that came to her, most of them were not, they were, they were not vegan, but they were like not eating any meat and they were so sick at the end of their life. They were just so sick. So what? it's absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're missing so many. So meat has, like I said, the different amino acids. And so it's just, it's, a lot easier for us to extract them from them from plants because plant has so much fiber and things in it. Our digestive system isn't designed to eat strictly plants. So with that being said, we need, we still need a diet that's full of plants. So I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying that it should be a balanced diet. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting because it's whatever such a, you do a podcast on that alone, cause there's so much to talk about, but yeah, I mean, my big thing is I, I go by science and like, if you do the research, it's very clear. Yeah. Oh, I, I, so I've talked about this a few times, but a year and a half ago, I stopped eating meat literally because of the stupidity of a, a documentary on Netflix that made me sick to my stomach, yeah. but I had never been, I'd always not really been a fan of meat. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? I watched what the health and lost my mind. Of course it was very biased. You could tell, yeah. but I lost my mind. I had never been a big meat eater. I was always, I would eat the sides more anyway, or eat the vegetables mm -hmm. more anyway. So I stopped. I gained more weight because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and say what? It felt like crap. And I felt like crap. So mm -hmm. like working out was a huge issue. I would work out and be like dead tired. Have well, to lay down. Muscle too. Huh? You know, you're really wasting your muscle too. Yeah. So like this is what a lot of women don't, especially women I'm talking about. Uh, when you start creeping at 30 and beyond, you start going into slowly, especially after 35 into what's called anabolic resistance and you need more protein. So as you get older, you need more protein. Yeah. And so that's why when you're younger, it's like, Ooh, look at me. Yeah. And then as you get older, you're still eating the same things. Then your body is like, no, no, no. I need way more stuff over here. And nobody eats the right way. So women take a hit big time and our hormones come into play with that as well. So it's a whole slippery slope, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's going to no. know how to eat. That's all. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Ooh, okay, so speaking of how to eat, let's all of these fads. Yes. Keto and um, fast intermittent fasting and fasted cardio and blah 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 blah. Like, do you one, do you follow them? And two, like what actually works? Or is there just something that you constantly stick to? I think that they're all good for like, what is the purpose of each of them? So this is why I always tell people when you're looking at something like, what are you trying to accomplish? Because they're all good in their own way, but they're not all good for the same thing at the same time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want to do keto with intermittent fasting with like, the, you know what I'm saying? With all these different things, it's okay. Fasting is beneficial. I think especially for health, you know, you want to give your body a break to not constantly be working, but to be repairing and cleaning. Do I think fasting all the time is healthy? No. Um, but I do try, like, I'll do intermittent fasting once in a while. I'm not like a huge faster. I do, I do fasting, but I'm saying it's not like, a, I don't do it every, like once a week or anything. Right. Um, we add it occasionally. Um, I personally, am not a fan of keto for myself just so I don't feel well on it. I think that a lot of the anecdotal and research will show that it's really good for men. Huh. I think a lot of women struggle with it. And part of that is because we actually need insulin to produce some of our thyroid hormones. So I think women have a less greater, I guess, results from keto than men do. But I do think that low carb is healthy. So when you look at, again, I always look at evolutionary speaking, what are we designed to eat? So there's no required carbohydrates. We don't need, if we never ate a carbohydrate again, we would live, right? That's the whole point of like the keto. So that's that makes we, me feel so terrible. <laughs> now, no, I'm not saying like I talk about this in my book, you know, there's special cases. Like if you're an athlete, if you train a lot, like bodybuilders, like people that can, they can, utilize way more carbohydrates, but the average person does not need to eat that many carbs. They can wow. completely be sustained with protein, vegetables, and you know, little carbs and vegetables and fat. So with that being said, I think that a healthier diet is one that is lower carb. That doesn't mean no carb, of but course. Also not an outrageous amount of carbs. So again, I think it comes back to being balanced, you know, not being so extreme one way or the other, but focusing on lots of vegetables, whole foods, getting your adequate protein, I think if you focus on those things, you'll get really good results. You're going to make me go download whatever your next ebook is like right now. <laughs> right have, now. Well, yeah, I have, um, you got to get on my list because I have one. I'm just starting a new opt-in. It's my three ways to lose fat without starving yourself. So that talks about some of those things. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, once you start doing some of the core stuff right, it's a lot easier. Right. It's tweaking and fine-tuning some of the, some of the, like I said, the macros and like the training and stuff. And I've been avoiding the macro thing forever because every time I read about it, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I just, yeah, just I'm getting too confused. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to do like a macro for beginners to give people an idea of like what the hell it is. And then from there, hopefully when they see results, then they'll be like, ooh, I want to do more, you know. Yeah. get more like intrigued and want to pay attention to it. Exactly. Well, I just, I finally got back in the gym like a month and a half ago. I feel good, but now I'm like, I need to stay on top of my eating and I need someone yeah. to teach me how to like... Yeah. The biggest thing, if I could give one takeaway with that is the first thing is focus, like I said, on your protein, making sure your protein is up. I can just give you right now, like if, you know, an ideal goal would be one gram per pound of body weight. And that's for people that are not morbidly obese. That's for like the average overweight, you know, regular weight to overweight person. If you're morbidly obese, that would change a little bit. But like, let's say you're overweight, but not obese. Yeah. You want to shoot for like one gram per pound of body weight. At minimum, you would do like maybe 0.7 or 0.8, but Per day. Yeah. But one whoa, gram. whoa, whoa. Wait. Okay. So I'll, I will put my whole self on front street for this. So I'm like 184. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me 184. So how tall are you? 5'3". So then for you, you probably have a lot of muscle too. Uh, I would probably start for you. My not- head probably weighs 12 pounds. 
And your boobs. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right? I'm going to count those. Um, yeah. So I would say probably for you, I'd start at least 150 and get you acclimated. And so here's what I do. I do freaking protein shakes twice a day because it's the only way that I can hit my requirements. Without yeah. Saving. I was going to say how. Yeah. So I do protein shakes two times a day. It's like my lifesaver. What's your favorite protein shake? I use first form. It's they're amazing. And they do, um, it's called cool temperature processing. I'm sure you've seen me promote them and I don't do it. Like I honestly barely make any money from them. It's just cause it's a freaking awesome product. Right. They have it's cool temperature process protein, which means they don't heat it so high that it breaks down the proteins, which is why I'm sure you've heard a lot of people joking about like how protein shakes give them gas and they, you know, yeah. are, and all that. it doesn't do that because what happens is because they don't cook it so high, it doesn't damage the protein. You're able to assimilate it. So it's not going through undigested in your gut causing all that gas. So zero problems. And they have like stevia sweeten, which is what I love. I don't do artificial sweeteners and stuff. Right. So they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I them a lot because I'm like obsessed with their, with their products. Oh, you just sold me. So what, yeah. okay. So I'm going to ask this silly question. What does it mean when there's plant-based protein? So it's, they actually have a vegan pro, which is a plant-based, which I use. So okay. I use plant-based, but this is the thing you have to make sure when they're plant-based, they've made sure there's a complete amino acid profile in it. Because Got if it. there's a complete amino acid profile, it's not going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. I'm getting very technical right now. No, this um, is good. Give me the good stuff. <laughs> it's being the purpose of what you're trying to do. So you've got to make All sure right. it has a full amino acid profile. And that's why I like their vegan pro. That's why I use it. And then I just cool temperature process and stevia sweeten, and it doesn't taste like chalk. They're vegan one. Mm -hmm. I'm sold. You've sold me. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so I do that. I do that. I just did one before we got on call. I do it two times a day. So, and then you eat three or four times a day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's different for everybody. You know, like I have a lot of muscle. So, of course. I, you know, I weigh a lot. Same thing. I mean, I'm sure I've seen you. So, you definitely have a lot of muscle. So, if you want to lose weight, I mean, you're still probably going to be, I would stick to like 150. Mm. So, I've heard, I've heard people say silly things like, well, you're not working out heavy yet, so don't worry about like your protein intake. Like, do you start from day one? You want to keep your protein up so that when you're keeping your muscle, that's your metabolic machine, so that if you're not working out, you still have your machine. The second, so there's different things that stimulate like muscle protein synthesis. So it's protein or obviously exercising. So if you're not exercising, you for sure want to keep your protein up. Okay. That Got will it. keep your muscle from wasting away. Got it. Like a switch. It's either anabolic or catabolic. So anabolic is building or keeping and catabolic is breaking it down. So anabolic is protein or weights. Catabolic is nothing. Okay. Now you keep it. Light switch. Now I got a good question because I hear this still and I know how stupid it sounds, but I want someone to give me the technical response. What happens when someone doesn't eat their full meals all day? Because I'll have friends that will be like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Well, that's good because I need to lose weight anyway. Like what happens to someone that is like working out maybe on average two, three days a week and just has a busy day, eats breakfast, doesn't eat again until nine o'clock at night. Like consistently or just happens the one time not eat? Um, not, no, semi-consistently. Like I'll have friends that just skip meals and they'll be like, well, I need to lose the weight anyway. And I know my body's eating the fat, so I'm good. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if they are eating, it depends on the protein. The protein is the case. So if they're getting enough protein through the day, which I doubt, they're probably wasting some muscle. So yeah, sure, you're losing weight, but you're probably, you know, wasting muscle. But if you fast, if you completely fast, so this is the thing, it's like there's so many variables in here. So right. if you completely fast for a couple of days, you actually get a spike in growth hormone, which protects your muscle. This is like hardcore fasting though. So if they're still eating, then they're not in a fasting state. Right. So there's a lot of, I'm saying there's a lot of information I would need to answer it properly, but um, I don't think it's going to kill you, you know, for one day, but you definitely don't 
I would not be going di- you know, all day without eating, especially because of the protein. I mean, they may lose weight, but if I'm in the gym working my ass off to get muscle, I don't want to go like waste it all the way. I'm just not eating. Right. You know? So I have a personal question because I get lightheaded a lot after I work out. Does that have something to do with the protein intake? Ooh, I can't answer that. I mean, definitely there could be more than one thing going on, but I would look at have someone look at your adrenals. I've heard about that. The adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It's so technical. Um, we're like, it's so scientific here. I'm like, I hope you're listening to probably like the big eye emoji, like, oh God. No, we're educating them. I'm excited. <laughs> so adrenal fatigue is extremely common. Like one, I mean, not one, I would say nine out of every 10 girls that come to me have adrenal issues. I've heard it. It's like this thing. It's a fad now. It's basically our lifestyle is just not conducive to the way we're supposed to live. So we just put a lot of stress on our bodies. What they're saying now is it's not really your adrenals being fatigued. It's your body's capability or like what ability to handle what the adrenals are doing mm-hmm. now actually like more of your allostatic load than it is the adrenals so it's making sure this is where again i have an ebook the my nutrition supplements 101 ebook that clearly talks- she knows what she's talking about y'all <laughs> you need this in your life <laughs> okay so in that ebook i talk about how stress affects our bodies and mm-hmm. so here's what i do to combat stress and it's like nutrition eating proper things and supplementation you have God, I literally was on a hike the other day with uh, my friend, Dr. Becky. She owns Holistic Urgent Care in Arizona, and she's like a brilliant functional medicine doctor. And I was laughing, and I told her, I'm like, I literally feel like I'm alive by supplements. And she's like, we all are. Like, literally, if you're not taking a bunch of supplements, you're going to be sick. I know that sounds crazy, but the world we live in, the food quality, like our stressful environments, like if you do not take vitamins and stuff, your body is going to go in some way. You're going to, even if it's chronic, like, you know, anxiety, depression, ADHD, whatever, your body is going to not, it's going to be dysfunctional. So like, I'm such a big believer in vitamins and supplementation and obviously eating a healthy food diet. I'm not saying to eat crap and then take vitamins. I'm right. saying all of the things. So where does one start that has taken no vitamins, no nothing, like? Fundamentals. So like I, there's a, there's a thing from first form that we have like microfactor packs, which are great if you're just starting. So it's like a multivitamin, a mineral, um, a greens powder, an antioxidant blend, a CoQ10, a probiotic, and then a omega fatty acid in like a packet. So that's great for beginners if you're just starting out. Um, I can, I don't know if you have a place to give some, your listeners up, but I can send you yep. links. Send me the link. Yeah. They're great products. So that would be a good place to start. Like my fundamentals in the ebook I talk about is like that plus vitamin D. So vitamin D is so important because if mm-hmm. you think about, we used to be hunters and gatherers, right? Outside in caves, walking around, getting sun all day long. The whole skin cancer thing is only a problem now because we're not outside in the morning or the night when there's red light, we're only outside during the peak time of the sun. So we're not getting the other spectrums of light that balance ourselves. So we're designed to be outside actually all the time. And so now because we're indoors and we're outside, we slather sunscreen, we're not getting nearly enough vitamin D. So that's a huge one. Yeah. Omega threes. So like all the fundamental stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. You just put me on so much game. I feel like <laughs> I want to change my life now. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. I'm printing out of the studio right now. To right. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to see me running down Riverwalk next week. Get ready. I love it. Well, oh my God. Okay. So take me back. Let's, we'll, we'll jump out of fitness really quick because I, I truly admire you as a real entrepreneur. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now, but I admire you as a real one. So 10 plus years in the game, how many times did you like fail or falter or things happen where you were like, maybe this isn't for me? All, all the time. It's literally, I mean, if anyone that is an entrepreneur tells you that that doesn't happen, they're full of shit or they're not an entrepreneur. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, it is so 
stressful. And like I just said this morning, I was feeling like really burnt out. And sometimes you're like, I can't like, not that I can't do it. It's do I want to do it? Or like, you know, or if something fails, I've had to reinvent myself. I mean, I literally started off with a bikini boss thing and then like, you know, everything changes, trends change, social media changes. So I had to change my whole online, not, not me, but like the way I was presenting myself online because I had evolved, you evolve or die. So it's just really being resilient and adaptable. I think mm. is the biggest things is like, don't quit, like figure out what's not working and fix it. You know, stop banging your head in the wall over here and like figure out, okay, what's everyone else doing there that, that is working? Yeah, it's like being in tech. You have to be ahead of the curve all the time. Figure it out, man. Exactly. You just gotta you gotta adapt. All right. Best advice, because I'm I'm sure you're gonna pull something out of this mastermind or either something your mom told you once. Best advice you've ever received. It can be simple too. Hard. I think honestly, the best advice I received multiple times and never listened to until recently is I always had this feeling like I needed people to do projects with me because I needed like, I needed them for, uh, what's the word, not like, not necessarily help, but like more for credibility or like I need people to do things with me. And everyone yeah. would be like, you can do this yourself. Like, why do you keep bringing people in with you? Like my husband, my mentors, like everyone would be like, why, you know, women have this tendency to like, oh, let's do this together. And they're like, why are you doing this? And for years I did that. And like, just recently I'm like, wow, I don't need anybody. <laughs> Like, oh I my God. I love that. So I think that's the best advice I got that I never listened to until recently. Now I, that's, I talk about that all the time on this podcast about how I feel like women were, we're just, we're raised to be so humble Yeah. that we feel like if we pair in twos, we can do a lot of things and we kind of yeah. like, we kind of balance and bounce so off of each other. Yeah, I like that. You know, I love, I'm a very, extroverted person I love energy of people so like I always want to work with people but at the end of the day it's like I don't know why I constantly I could just do things on my own and much yeah. quicker more efficiently yeah and it gets very convoluted when you're working with other people yeah. and, and like you gotta split money I mean I'm not like a greedy person but it's like there's no reason to if you can do it yourself exactly. you know what I mean yeah exactly yes and at that at your point I mean it's it's a great first step sometimes to work with someone else yeah. if you kind of don't know where to start yeah. but you you've got a pop in brand Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it comes and everyone's like, why are you doing this? Why are you bringing this person in? You could have done it yourself. And I'm like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> exactly. You can do it. You got this. All right. So last one before you tell us where we can stalk you and get your ebook and learn about fitness and all of the things great that you do. What, what do you want to be known for? What do you want? If by chance you were to ever leave, leave, leave us on this earth, what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say about Teresa? So, oh, I just got the chills. So yeah. I have a new project that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. And um, I finally figured out what I want to do. Cause like, I, not that I fell in love with the fitness stuff, but I just don't have the passion for like the whole fit. You know, I love being healthy and fit cause I want to be healthy and fit. Not right. because I want to be a certain way or I'm not obsessed with the abs anymore. I don't have that in me. Um, what I am obsessed with is like empowering women to be their best self. But I mean like everything, like entrepreneurial, like their health, like their whole life, you know, family, like everything. And so, I actually started, I don't know if you saw my post about the Boston Bikini Book Club that no. I started. So I started this, I had this idea because I was like, my struggle as a female entrepreneur, especially here in Tampa, I've had a hard time like finding girls that are like minded that I could like, you know, surround myself with. And I feel like it's so important. I've had to travel to these masterminds events and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to be around these people. Yep. So the first part one of what I'm doing is I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this community for women. So I started this Boston Bikini Book Club that basically I'm creating a community. And it's going to be women who want 
like to me, like health, wellness, entrepreneurship, mindset, all the things. We're going to be reading books together, and then I'm giving them assignments, and then basically we're going to talk about it and like help each other grow, like kind of toss ideas around, network. I want them to get in touch with each other. So that's been, I just literally did one post in my head. Sorry. I was like, is that me? <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's my new baby now. So what I want to do is really get a huge community in there because it's free. I'm not charging bills for that. It's totally free. And my thought was, I'm going to do this eventually, is I want to create a Boss to Bikini subscription um, mastermind because mm-hmm. I don't like that I have to pay thousands of dollars to get this information because a lot of people don't have that. I don't like that it's excluding women from really achieving their potential because they don't have $30,000 a year to go to a mastermind. Right. So I'm working on creating a mastermind to where it's going to be like very affordable because obviously I have to, you know, pay experts and stuff to come in, but it'll be like all online. So it's subscription based and I can give these women this information that I learned to change my life. Right. But like not $30,000. Well, men seem to have mastered this thing, this mastermind thing. And I don't see a lot of women doing it. There's some women, but the men are crushing it. Yeah. But They're- I just feel like that it's like the, you know, and I, I think there's value to the expensive ones, but I think that you can learn so much. So like in some of these masterminds, a lot of what I'm learning is through calls, Zoom calls. So I'm like, why don't I just start one that makes it accessible for everybody? Why are we charging $30,000 for a mastermind? Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. So I'm on that. I would love to be known of creating something really huge there and helping like tons of women, like be able to really step up their careers, pursue their passion, like become their best self. Through and the- that was inclusive to all yeah. women. But you didn't have to have, you know, discretionary income to be able to go do it because if, most people can't jump that gap. Like it's very difficult for them to, you know what I mean? It's really hard for them. You got to take a loan out or like borrow money from your family or like, yes, someone's got to give you, it's very difficult for women to get their career and then investing all that money and like paying for something like that to get to the next level. Well, that's your first, you're for sure. Right. When you say that there are women out there that are making $60,000 a year who are uber intelligent, have great potential and just maybe we're not given the resources or don't understand how to get there. They don't have $30,000. Exactly. So but they've got what they need to get where they need to be. They just need some guidance from someone like you. So when I was like younger and it would like make me, I'm like, I know I can do this, but I just didn't know like where. Like, I didn't know how to find the information or, like, who to get it from. And so I was lucky enough to get invited into this one group and it's literally, like, changed the trajectory of my life. And now I'm on a different leap. So for me, like, I just, I don't know. I felt really, like, I hit the word blessed. I'm, not, I'm personally not really religious. But I felt very fortunate that I had that opportunity. I felt like it was the universe doing some good because I've always been a good person. But I just don't like that it's so, like I said, inclusive. And, like, it's just unattainable for a lot of people. So I'm working on creating something that's going to be huge. That's going to be a way for people to really have access to a lot of stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for you. And I want people to hear what you said when you received something that you liked and you realize other people didn't have it. And so you created it yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's where the magic happens mm-hmm. is when you create a solution to people's problems or you, you, you get something that you really like and you understand that there's a whole population of people like who you used to be they mm-hmm. don't have access to it and creating it and giving. They're very capable. It's just they need the resources to be able to learn what they need to to get to the next level. Exactly. So, and that's where, like, I think that it's feasible if it's done right. So I'm working on it. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but you can sign up for her newsletters and all her yeah. stuff. So tell my audience where they can stalk you and so find all, all your stuff. stuff. My newsletter is bikinibossfitness.com. And so I'll give you all those links. Um, on my social, I post a ton of, like, 
mostly like empowerment on, you know, motivational, inspirational stuff. So that's Teresa Deepasquale Fit. That's T-H-E-R-E-S-A Deepasquale Fit. And then my Capture Social, I don't have an email or newsletter yet, but if you want to follow that page, it's Capture Social Group on Instagram. And I'll be slowly getting more content out as we go there as well. So, And that's great for wealth, health and wellness, fitness yeah. entrepreneurs looking for like influencer marketing and stuff, right? Yeah. If you're trying to build a brand online or like use influencer marketing, yes. Perfect. Well, congratulations on all the much-deserved success. Thank you. And we were so excited to have you. And thanks for sharing all your knowledge and gems and inspiring me to get fit as hell soon. (laughs) I'm sending you those links. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Congrats there, engaged lady. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. So cool. All right, we'll have to stay in touch. Thanks for having me on, honey. Of course. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.